0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Most importantly, salutations from the fringe to the cup and everything else in between. Season 1 continues on of the GimmeCast, and this is Episode 3. Good afternoon, it is a pleasure to be with you all. I am Josh Grisham, and of course, joined here at the Clubhouse by the man behind it all, Alex Webster, who really, uh, really, I'm just... It, it's amazing you've got 745 shadow and you look like a GQ model I'm just jealous it's ridiculous <laughs> I don't know how you pull it think, off I
1: don't think we go that far
0: um, maybe on you know I'll take it. I couldn't even think of a witty comeback. Oh, what, to that. what I've got to wait until episode seven or something here now. I mean, <laughs> so man, I tell you what, it, it's been a it's been a big weekend for golf. Obviously, uh, the Sedgefield Country Club wrapping up the Wyndham Championship 2020, and boy, there was a lot of movement on that leaderboard over the weekend.
1: Oh, it was crazy, wasn't it? I mean, you know, there was there was names being banded about. Obviously, we talked about Sergio joining last week. that was yep, the last minute in installment sure and stuff didn't
0: really didn't redo really much, did he? But no, uh, no, I'm not even seeing him mirror anywhere in the top 23. <laughs> from Sedgefield at this point right now. So it, it, at least we, we covered that bit of news at, at bare minimum.
1: We did. We did. And I have to say, you know, I, I'm loving the fact that names are popping up on these winnings that, you know, are not on there all the time. Yep. Um, and there's got to be reasons for it. I mean, players are getting more opportunities. Maybe the ones that, and we know we talked about this last week and it's, it's really interesting, is the fact that you're seeing so many players who are obviously not having fans and not having people mm-hmm. watching them. Yep. Maybe this is the thing because they say that's a difference, don't they? You know, with players and, and with any sport, they say there's a difference between the ones that are the top 1% There's a, uh, compared to the rest of them. Yeah. And sometimes it can be down to the fact of fans watching can just make them nervous and they could be phenomenal golfers. It's the same. I remember I was at school and did my school exams. We had a, 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 a gentleman who was or a gentleman. He was a boy at my school and he was, um, um, when was he? He was, he was, he was Probably we were 15, 16 when we did our exams. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember his name, but he was uh, he was Cantonese from Hong Kong. And this kid was one of the smartest kids I'd ever met in my life. I mean, literally, like, we we was a boarding school, so I'd yeah. stay there in England and uh, in the week. And we couldn't wait for our homework. We used to do prep, it was called, and you would do your work for like an hour to get your homework done at night. And then you'd go out for the, an hour or so and play basketball or whatever it was in the school yeah. grounds. He would do his work, and then his free time was doing work. So, I mean, this kid was just smart. Came to our exams, and he just absolutely melted. Couldn't take the pressure of there being an exam. And and somebody like myself, who kind of just scurried through, did actually really well in these exams. Maybe yeah. I, I rose to the occasion or something. But it just goes to show you, the fun little things like that. Maybe some of these players are rising to the occasion because they're not feeling the pressure as much. I I, I don't know what it is. And maybe the ones who really thrive off the pressure... I'm not getting it because there's no one
0: watching. And maybe, maybe we're just in this golf nexus. Possibly. Maybe maybe 2020 is just weird in that way where you know people are taking the spotlight that you not expect. And I mean, and when I say the leaderboard was an absolute mess from Sedgefield, I mean it because I mean at points we had we had Horschel up there, then we had Herman, then at one point we had Oppenheim, who ended up yep. uh, 15 back. He was at the top of the leaderboard. Siwoo Kim at one point had a two-stroke lead mm-hmm. going into the final round, and of course uh, he ended up uh, being uh, tied for third uh, at the end of play at Sedgefield, which is pretty crazy. But, you know, um, one one guy uh, emerged at the very top, and that was Jim Herman. Yes. Um, and he qualified for the FedEx playoffs, uh, and he really had an out-of-the-blue win. I mean, his name was nowhere on the list at any point. And out of nowhere, he comes in, and he shoots uh, 21 under par. a One-stroke win, just barely beating Billy Horschel uh, for the lead there at Wendell. Oh, yeah. and, and the funny thing was, I was reading about some of his bio— uh, Mr. Herman and apparently any uh, anytime that he plays golf with Donald Trump then he goes out there he just absolutely kills it <laughs> and amazingly enough before the win of championship went down he had gone out and he had played with Donald Trump really so <laughs> apparently the rabbit's foot of Donald Trump around the neck of uh, of Herman helped him win this purse and uh, six million four hundred thousand dollars is that all? that's it that was, oh, wow. that's w- it wasn't even worth showing up then really was it <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and again, congratulations to Jim oh, Herman. It's fantastic. well, well deserved. So now he's uh, he's qualified for the FedEx uh, playoffs, and so that's going to make that field even more interesting. But again, it's all these names, attention grabbing names that are out there, oh. and these people that are making a name for themselves. But uh, just put in Yeah. Uh, allow me to talk about this lady because uh, she was over in Scotsman's Paradise, if you will, mm-hmm. and she did this as a mom. Right. First time as a mom playing Stacy Lewis winning the Aberdeen Standard Investments Ladies' Scottish Open. And she looked real good while she was doing it. So a great round for Stacy, And, of course, a new milestone for her, winning this major, but also doing it for the first time as a mom. And that's a that's a big thing for her.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it was huge. I mean, it, it, what a great result. What a great result for her. And I tell you, I, I women's golf has always been – it's always been now. I, even when I remember, I remember women's golf always being because it was – still quite a big thing. I mean, a lot of women's sports, I mean, you know, the WNBA, it it maybe is a little different. But on the other hand, other women's sports have always been so much in the distance. And I still always remember women's golf being around, but it was always a little bit stuffy. It was never kind of trendy. And then over these last couple of years, you've had some Really high-end women coming in, and high-profile women that are getting sponsored by the big brands, and they're doing the same. And uh, they're talking now as well, which is which is interesting about the, the thoughts of um, some of these tournaments having women play at the same time. I mean, they were already dabbling in that as well. But, I mean, what do you think on that? Do you think that women could play together with men in the same tournament and, and compete? Or do you think numbers are just way off? Or, or could women come in and sneak in? Maybe the distances, some of them are hitting a long way, further yes, than the they man. are. But do you think the distances, and other than that, maybe they could come in with a sneaky approach in the sense of uh, playing more tactile than the men? I, I, I don't know. I'm
0: interested on that. I, I honestly think they should be allowed to play, same time, same field. And again, maybe blend it a little bit further and pull them back off the red, go to the whites. I'm not sure where they where yeah. they tee off from, but to kind of you know level the playing field out a little bit. But I I say let them mix it up. Yeah, let them mix it up and, and just and just get rid of any barriers that are out there. I mean women, I mean obviously you go to Hollywood, you talk about equal pay and rights in there. I mean hey, if if the men have no problem with it and that's what the women want, I say let them have that. Or maybe even do a couple of specialized stops on the tour during the year. Yeah. And uh, what is it? Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, interleague, interleague play in baseball? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where they mix up the American League and the National League? Yeah. Let's mix up the men and the women and allow them to play and give them... I don't know. Give them six tournaments during the year where women and men play together. Yeah. Or a a, a female male scramble.
1: Exactly. I think it could be interesting. And
0: let them come together. And I think that would be fun to watch. I would
1: certainly watch that. I think so because you know, like I know when I've played in scrambles before, and, it, and it's not
0: necessarily down. To, the only time know. I actually score really well is when the scramble.
1: going. <laughs> I know, on. exactly. I always score really well when somebody else is doing the scoring, and I'm just there for a good show and I walk off the last green go, "Yay!" Yeah, yeah. They pick yeah. up all of our weaknesses. Yeah. is The deal. Exactly. So. But I, I, I really, I really. Think Think that could be an interesting... And again, I know I've heard rumors and maybe I need to look into it more, but there is talks of some mixed events and stuff. And I, th- I think there's already some going on, but I think a scramble situation would be a really cool, um, interesting opportunity to, to, to see what's, um, what's going to happen with that and, and how it could work because that would be such an interesting mm-hmm. team event because you know you're bringing in you've got to have um, one maybe one player from America one player from Europe uh, and one female player maybe do it. it's a three or a yeah. five. and they're, they're going to be better than some of the, the guys at stuff as well. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think the talents now are far beyond anything. I mean, we're talking at distances, maybe the women aren't hitting quite as far as the, some of the big hitting men. But other than that, I mean, their touch around the green, their iron shots, I mean, they're playing the same shots the guys are doing and they're playing just as well. So I don't think there's a, a real big difference there, but I think it would be a really interesting element. And uh, you've always got to be so careful when you talk about subjects like this without saying something wrong. But I, I, I really yeah. think it would be interesting. And I tell you, the men on the tour, if they have any problems, it's probably because they don't want to get beaten by a woman. I'm going to put it out there. They're, you know, they're, they're concerned because some of the guys are not big hitters at all. Some of them are well, very placed, but they hit there, straight every time.
0: There could be a scenario where somebody's being protective of a spotlight as well. Of course. You know, they don't want to be shown up by a woman. I mean, beating them at one thing is another, but getting shown up on the course. You know, I think hey, if, if you're a man, be big enough to, to, to share the share the green, share the fairways, and it doesn't matter if you get beat or not by a female. Yeah. It's about the love of the game and sharing time. yeah, And I, and that's the way it should be. I'm fully supportive of it. You're fully supportive of it. And I think we can't get in trouble for that one bit. No,
1: I don't think so. And I think it's really interesting because as, as guys, and I'm sure some of the girls out there are the same, but majority, <laughs> the guys just want to get up on the tee box and hit the ball as far as they can and show off and the ball goes all over the place and you get one player that will come along. And it used to happen when I was younger, there was a guy, quite not a funny story, but there was a guy at my golf course when I was younger. And he had one arm and he would play golf with one arm, and I remember my dad saying, I know that guy, I've played with him before, and he doesn't hit it very far, but he hits every ball dead straight down the middle or where he wants it. It's, his accuracy was unbelievable, and he would kick your butt all over That's the course. That's crazy. So he wouldn't hit very far at all, but he every shot was similar. Consistency. Consistency. And he would beat everybody who was trying to smash the ball further than him and everything else and i can totally see that with a male female situation you know the girls generally when i've played with women they are a lot more accurate they're a lot more sensible and smart on the course their course decisions and their playing decisions are a lot better than the men's generally um we're all out there trying to like do all these things and their accuracy and a lot of times their putting is a lot better than men
0: and so. you know and you know why it's because they're not trying to kill the ball exactly that's the key thing that's why they beat you that's why seniors beat you Every oh. single time, hands down, because they're not trying to kill the ball. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So it's an
1: interesting thing, and I think we'll I'm think over the next few months, I'm pretty sure they're going to be coming up with new entertainment, new elements, and everything. I think we're going to see that, so I'm I'm interested for it.
0: I had to I had to ask you about this because this actually got some pretty good chatter on the Instagram feed for the for the show. Yeah. And and this was all about uh, Segundo Oliva Pinto's spirited run, his first U.S. amateur. It was a heartbreaking end to it, was playing really, really well. But something unexpected came down that ended the whole thing. And this got people talking about it, really. It was uh, a greenside bunker, and this was at Bandon Dunes. Now, he was tied with Georgia Tech's Tyler Strafese in their round of 16 and uh, Pinto was preparing to hit his fourth shot from the front green side bunker the par 5 and this was the finishing hole when tv camera showed his caddy a local looper named Brant Brewer bend down and brush the sand now that's a violation of rule 12.2b which states a player or caddy must not deliberately touch sand in the bunker with a ha- oh, i should say with a hand, club, rake or other object to test the condition of the sand to learn information for the next stroke that point that happened it was all done. Yeah, heartbreaking,
1: unbelievable. And I didn't get a chance to see this, but I saw all the comments that were coming in, so I went and took a look <laughs> at it. I mean, I, I, it, it, it's just mind blowing. I mean, like I know we had the thing with with Patrick Reed a few weeks ago or a few months back, where he kind of they showed him raking the sand with his club as he was doing like little practice swings. Mm-hmm. And there was a big deal about that and him being a cheater and all this kind of stuff. But this wasn't even the golfer. This was the guy's caddy, and it wasn't like a caddy that was his caddy he uses all the time yeah it was somebody yeah. who was as far as i'm aware somebody who does this as a living or does this in the in, in, in the club at least mm-hmm. so they've got to know that that's not a rule ro- what was going through their head I, I don't know has he come out and done an interview yet or have they have got hold of him or anything i haven't even seen on it but yeah uh, i just and apparently the golfer took it really well mm-hmm. i can't believe that i would probably Kill the guy.
0: Yeah, at, at this point, you are thinking like a Happy Gilmore style breakout <laughs> oh fight was gosh. going to happen outside the bunker, but you know it's heartbreaking. It happened. The ruling was there, and and a story. Yeah, but just a just a very freak thing that you just never expect to see on the golf course. And I like I said, I don't think it was intentional. It just there just wasn't a lot of thought in there in that process. And then boom, his round was over before you knew it. So it was a good call. But I mean, kudos to him for having the correct attitude, given the situation. Well,
1: and it was the other guy's uh, dad, who the other player's dad was caddying for him, and apparently... He wasn't taking anything of the excuses that were being made by the caddy and everything else. He yeah. he called it completely. So, um,
0: I you know I think when your dad's playing like that, I didn't been... know if he had the handbook out or something like that. And he's going, "Hey, right here, page sixty-seven. This is twelve point point two b. Carry the five and gives him the exact ruling without the book. Yeah, that's impressive.
1: I mean, maybe this guy's just uh, all he's ever done is caddy like local tournaments or anything else, and then this this one probably obviously having media attention and being able to be seen. Yeah. He wasn't expecting. I I just. <laughs> I just can't. I can say one thing for certain: he's probably not going to be getting any bags to caddy for quite a while.
0: Yeah, I would. Have that's all.
1: Would you not say the same thing?
0: I would say that, and <laughs> and that just that just goes without saying. I, yeah. mean, I think that's going to be pretty much. <laughs> The order of things going (laughs) forward. I mean, how do you how do you put that on your caddy resume? But, anyhow, that was the big news at at, at Bandon Dunes. And so I know I know you have been waiting patiently for this and I've been waiting patiently for this because it's always fun when you bring toys in. I know. I know it's your opportunity to to show off here on the gimme cast. And you've got some pretty cool stuff. That, that I'm assuming you, you highly recommend to players far and wide, no matter what course they find themselves well, in. Well, I think so. I mean, obviously, you know, we said that one of the things, obviously, we don't have a guest
1: today, so we thought what we'd do is we'd talk about some equipment as one of the things that we had decided that we were going to be featuring on the show. And, you know, we've been very lucky um, already so far with equipment companies and, and technology companies who have been, jumping on board with us and they're sending us their products to, to test and to use. And we're so grateful to that. Um, but before this all kind of started and before we, we talked about doing the journey 2020, which is follow, following our journey and improving in golf and everything, uh, which very kindly we now have a, a, an iron sponsor called New Level Golf. Uh, Eric at New Level Golf um, was very... Uh, we were very grateful for him. He offered, offered to drop us a, a set of left-handed irons with a bag and hats and stuff like that. Um, so we're using those, and, and I have to say I absolutely love them. And he has just brought out a new driving iron, and I keep teasing him. He needs to bring it out a left-handed, and I'm hoping he's going to send me one, but he hasn't yet. <laughs> but on top of that, if it's right-handed, that means I win out. Well, there you, yes, you get to use that. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, but before we did that, what I you know the idea was to sort of see if new equipment and different technologies could help. And one of the things I have been intrigued about before we even looked at doing this podcast or this show or anything was the one-length technology, which if you're a golfer out there, you probably have heard of the one-length irons and everything. Uh, There was other companies out there that were doing it first. uh, When Bryson DeChambeau signed with Cobra, they developed a one-length iron. As I, 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 far as I'm aware, they developed it for him, but I think they probably had been in the idea of doing it anyway. Maybe they went after him to be the poster child for it. But anyway, they developed these one iron, one-length irons, which every iron in the bag is the same length as the seven iron. Being the club, that's so weird. isn't it? Weird? But it's being the club that's the easiest kind of in your bag to hit—the one that you can be most consistent about, all the way from sort of four iron. Uh, th- I think they don't. Well, they do the hybrids. So four iron up to uh, you, you know your pitching wedge, your sandwich, and, and and they're all the same length. So making it easier for your longer irons. Some people don't like the the wedges and stuff because obviously usually your wedges are a bit shorter mm-hmm. and you're then chipping so you kind of got to get used to it well it was something that i was really interested about and then obviously a the new level kind of jumps in on it for us with the irons we only have irons with new levels so i was looking at something that i could use when i'm not hitting the driver very well which is most of the time um but then i'm not great with hitting three woods. i'm not great with uh, hybrids so we were at the kansas city golf show at the beginning of this year and i was desperate to try the one length irons didn't get a chance, didn't happen, but they had the hybrid in. And I just hit it and it was so easy to hit. It was like hitting a seven iron, but it's a hybrid and it's going a hell of a lot further. Um, so we kind of ummed and ahmed about it and I decided this was, this was a purchase. I didn't bring this. This is something I purchased myself through our golf coach. We got some discount, which was great and stuff. And we thanked Cobra for that. But this was a full purchase to give it a try, uh, and we we've got set up with the uh, the Cobra One Length um, Three hybrid so it's the basically the three hybrid um but it's the length of the seven iron and i've played with it once and i'll be honest it took me a little (laughs) time to get used to it because actually were you swinging over the top of the ball a couple of times and i think it's because i was (laughs) in my head i was hitting a driver or a or a wood and it was just it was weird but then when i but then i started to get more consistent with it and by the time i finished the guys i was playing with said never take that out of your bag you want to hit that really well so yeah i think you know any any club takes a little bit of time to get used to but It was smooth. It was doing exactly what I wanted it to do. And I know they make it in a four hybrid. You can also get it in a five, I I believe, as well. They've just brought out the driving iron as well, the utility iron, in the same one length, which they've had out for a while, but they've done it left-handed for the first time. So that's been a big thing for me. So I I really am on this kind of one-length thing. I really like the idea of anything that can make you more consistent. Golf has got to be got yeah. to be good, and it's I'm, working. I'm all
0: for consistency because yeah. that's yeah. one thing I struggle with a lot.
1: Definitely, so it's one. I think it's something that we're going to try and investigate a little bit more as we go. Mm-hmm. We go forward. I think we should definitely have some fun with this. But one of the cool things that that Cobra does and Ping has just started doing it as well. Now they have a deal with um, with the Arcos um, systems. And um, what Arcos is, is it's basically smart sensors that go into the top of your golf club. Now, other companies make these kind of things, but Arcos really stood out in front. So Cobra connected with, it's called Cobra Connects, so that's ironic, but Cobra connected <laughs> with Arcos and uh, developed these kind of grips that have the, uh, the sensors in the top of the grip. Um, you can also buy the sensors separately just from our cost they have nothing to do with Cobra and they connect to the top of your golf club so anyway I got my hybrid with this in and what it is is it's a it's a system that connects with your smartphone mm-hmm. and it will register your distances it will register you know once you start playing more it starts to give you stats and you can improve Yeah. Um, but what's really cool with the Cobra ones I know Ping have got a set of irons that are doing their own version but I think they might do it on theirs but Cobra anyway if you buy any club that has the Cobra connect in the top all you need to do is to go on to the Arcos um, website and put in your register your club, and what it does is it they will then send you the completion kit completion kit is 14 sensors, which you then use to put into the rest of your clubs because you need it in your whole bag, not just one club. It needs to be done. So that's free. Now, you have to register online. You have to pay like a yearly subscription for the stuff, and it's $20 for the shipping. But this kit alone is about $150, $200 worth. So you get that for free when you buy just one. So I haven't used it yet. It's still in the box, Um, but I just haven't had a chance to get it all set up. But I'm really excited about it. I mean, it tells you your distances. It's um, automatic shot tracking. uh, Very soon as well, they've just released a new thing now because normally with this, you have to keep your your phone in your pocket. Yeah. So you have to play with your phone in your front pocket and um, that can be annoying for people, whatever. But they've brought out a new thing. It's just a clip that goes on your belt, which allows you to leave your phone in your bag so that it connects from the clip to the phone. It's a new thing. I'm really excited to use it. Um, I know a lot of people out there really enjoy it, but I feel like for us with the journey and with the show and everything else, it gives you uh, analytics that you can analyze on video. You can take the footage off. So we're going to be using this uh, over the next few rounds and, and, and really starting to get some, some data that we can really start to observe the, the difference and observe my improvement in golf Uh, i'm I'm excited about it i think it's really cool and i know there's a lot of people out there who know exactly what i'm talking about Um, and um, from what i get a lot of people really enjoy using it because it gives you something to talk about even to the extent of how long your drives are how long because after a while what it does it has a smart caddy system so what it'll actually do is it will start to recommend if you especially if you're playing at a golf course that you've already played a few times with these Mm -hmm. it'll say right from here you should be taking this club so it actually will give you like a caddy on there, almost. That's cool. Yeah, you have to have said you have to play it a few times, but it will do it. So um, it will it will recommend things to you from what you've done in the past. So,
0: they, um, so essentially, this would this would keep you from inadvertently raking the sand when you're not supposed to. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Stay away from the bunker. But so, no, I mean yeah. I like this. Play smarter, shoot lower scores. And again, I mean it looks like it's very intuitive and straightforward on how you do that. You download the Arcos Caddy app. You attach the sensors. <laughs> You pair, you launch, you analyze, you improve.
1: Yeah. And it is is—it is wow. pretty simple. I've already loaded up this one. I do have to load the other one, so I was waiting for a good one so to
0: go to do it. So Putting the sensor in on the top of the club, I mean, was that easy? Did you have to screw it in? This
1: one, this comes already done. So this one's already in the club, mm-hmm. that's how it came when it got sent through to us. Yeah. Um, you can buy a set of these where it's all in the grip for whatever clubs you have. It doesn't have to be Cobra. Mm-hmm. Um these ones are like little nubs that have like a screw up top on the end, and you literally just screw them into the hole at the top of your grip. Oh, okay. Um, so that's these, these will go on. So that is basically the same thing, but that's in the club here right now. So okay. that's actually in the top of the club.
0: So it's not difficult to install then?
1: No. So this is this is already installed. The ones that come, the, the completion kit I will have to install, but they literally just twist into screw the top it. of the club. Yeah.
0: Very easy. I like that. Yeah. So golfers will mean, appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I'm excited, and I think you know this this one length technology. On top of that, it, it, it's it's got to work, hasn't it? I mean, it's aimed at making your golf game more consistent, uh, better, and and I, I'm excited about it because, as I said, I, I struggle with those higher end, those longer irons and four irons. I'm pretty good with, but uh, the I'm struggle with hybrids. I struggle with. Three words I just can't get my head around them, and, and I'm so inconsistent. So I'm hoping that this will give me length off the tee, length off the fairway, uh, but also be somewhere I can, can go to if my uh, if my driver's not playing. And also as well, some of the courses are so narrow, you don't want to be hitting driver. So because <laughs> otherwise you're hitting windows. Mm, so that this... would
0: be that would be the uh, the home golf course for Alex Webster. Would be very <laughs> very narrow uh, in point, and it's challenging oh, for yeah. that reason. But that's why you I have to, to. adapt your game and find different technology. You know
1: yeah exactly um because that's that's the thing its it's, it's one of those things that is it's just it, it's tough you know you've got to adapt your game to these courses and you've got to got to do it and when you're not a pro and when you're really not very good like me you have to you have to really do it but I be honest with you i really have. and it's not just because i've been playing more I think that helps you know regular golf helps of course it does but some of this technology is, I'm really surprised how it's working. And it does show you sometimes, you know, there's the the question, and I think this is something I'm looking forward to investigating as we go further with the podcast and talking with more people. You know, what's the opinion on having new clubs that you're fit for right at the very beginning of your career uh, or in golf your journey in golf um should you just go to the store and buy a i mean i think walmart has a set in there right now for like 99 dollars, which is a cheap set of golf clubs um should you do that as an adult Uh, kids i don't think need to be fit but like as an adult should you go and get and i'm not talking about the best set of golf clubs but should they be fit to you at your level and then you advance. Now, some people would argue you don't need to be fit at that stage because you're just going to have to get fit again because your game's going to change. But surely there is a point where being fit is definitely the best thing for you because they're made for you. You're not struggling against the clubs. Yeah. Um, And I, I'm, I'm interested to see people's opinion on this, and obviously we're going to be talking with more of our coaches and our pros that are involved with this whole thing and finding out what they think on that. But I'm, I'm really interested, and I know there's probably a real mixture of uh, thoughts processes on this out there. But I don't know what you think, but
0: it's good. It's good stuff. It's good technology. I, I believe that Cobra one length is very, very sexy. It's very yes. good looking.
1: It is cool, isn't it? I love the colors as well—the blue and the red and the white. It's very, it's very my colors. So like and it.
0: honestly, if I had something like that, I might actually use. A driver of sorts on the fairway for the very first time in my life. (laughs) I've never done it because I've just never felt comfortable. Yeah. Because I just know how I hit my driver off the tee box and it's a nightmare. Yeah. A nightmare like 80, 20%. Yeah. And it's just, and I hate that. I want to be able to hit my driver consistently and not be afraid to take it out of my bag. I know. I know. Same thing on the fairway because generally when I'm playing towards a hole, it is my driver or I am using a three iron from start to finish. Yeah. Until, yeah. obviously, I, I'm not putting with a three iron, but no, you, no. Get, you get the point. Yeah. I'm very consistent and deliberate in the clubs that I use when I'm playing. Yeah. But I like some variety. Like, I've never, I've never played with a one iron or a two iron. No.
1: Never. never. Well, then they're so difficult to hit anyway. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't know. I've just never, I've never tried it. But anywho, well, have you heard that funny, <laughs> And it's probably appropriate for our area around here in the Bible <laughs> Belt. Yeah, but, uh, there's that saying, isn't there? They're saying, oh, you know, what club should you use during a lightning storm, <clears throat> or what golf club should you hit during a lightning storm? <laughs> and they said a one iron, because not even God can hit a one iron.
0: You know, it's there's that that funny say, and it's it's so true. It's the hardest club but, in the world. But, but it's like, but it's like, what what if, what if I am that one person that could hit it? Yeah. like nobody nobody's business. I wouldn't know cuz I've never tried. I know. I know. My dad still hits a one eye. I mean, it's probably about as old as he is, but he still hits it and he really enjoys hitting it. See? See? Yeah. I could be just like dad. I could probably <laughs> hit this thing better than anything, but that that is a great great preview of tech and things yeah. that can really help improve Well, We're going to feature
1: it and I wanted to bring it on cuz we're going to feature this as part
0: of everything and it, I mean So now you like the two items that you just talked about, like where can you where can you get that online as far as the the mm-hmm. Cobra and then also the Arcos. Where, where where do you find that online? This you just
1: go onto Cobra's website. So okay. I think it's cobragolf.com or cobra cobra.com I think it is. Um and um this one was the custom one. So you can customize it and that's the only way you can get the 3 hybrid head because I wanted something I, I I've got a 4 iron kind of chunky mm-hmm. game improvement iron which I use as a driving iron but this yeah. is more of one that's uh, I wanted a little bit more length on it to uh, to hit a little bit further. Um, So you can just pick that up off Cobra. You can get the standard length versions and and whatever else you can get the one length irons on there. And not, not a lot of stores carry Cobra. I've noticed that as much, you know, I mean, you can get a few around here, but most of your fitting centers, I would definitely go and try them out and see what they think. But, um, and they can probably get you good deals. But if you wanted just to go and buy it, like I did, even though I've tried it, I tried it at the golf show. um, I just went to the Cobra website and actually my, uh, our rep through our um, our golf pro got it for me, and then the Arcos stuff. You don't have to do it through Cobra. You can just go to the Arcos's website, and it's A R C C O S, um, and it's uh, the smart sensors. So you can you can get all of that from them. So it's it's it, it, it's definitely, if anything, it's. it's it's fun technology. It's interesting to see what you're doing and it's interesting to analyze your stuff and to help you improve. And it's just, I love the fact that these are things that were probably a few years ago available only to pros. And now if you've got, I mean, I think the sensors, if you wanted to just buy them, I think they're about 150 bucks now. So, I mean, it's still a good chunk of money, but it's definitely going to improve your game than buying another driver or another iron that you're just doing because you think you're going to get better because of this golf club. And I have to say, that's the thing with this one length stuff is, is, I like buying new golf clubs. I like getting new golf clubs. But for me, I felt this was worth the investment because of the fact that the technology and it's actually specifically geared with the, with the, there's, there's something within that that is making you play differently. Yeah. And that hopefully that difference is going to make you better. Um, so for me it wasn't just buying because otherwise if I just went and bought another hybrid or went and bought I'm just buying the same another club that's probably going to do the same as all the other ones so this, yeah. is, this is something that's actually specifically designed to be different from everything else and hopefully make an improvement with that seven iron length so I, I'm you know as I said for, I've only played with it one time and a couple of shots were not great with it but then I hit three or four with it that were just spot on just perfect um so,
0: yeah, and I was when you, very happy. And, and when you say spot on and perfect, you can take that one to the bank, friends. Yes,
1: I mean you, I'm, I mean it 100%. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Cool. I, definitely, Cobra one length. I would recommend to anybody out there to take a look, especially if you're struggling with your game or in this consistency, take a look at the one length stuff. You don't have to get the whole set. I don't have a whole set. I've just got the, the hybrid right now. But just have a look and see whether that might might benefit you i don't know it's it's worth a look
0: so we'll, we'll be talking about it more i'm excited to kind of delve into this and see how it goes you've got me curious my friend <laughs> the one the one length mission could could hit the journey in a major way buddy i i this we're excited because this week's going to be huge oh it's, it's huge for golf it's a big week here in the ozarks the charles schwab series at bass pro big cedar lodge including two events played across two courses, Buffalo Ridge and Ozarks National. Now, that'll be underway as of today. And as a matter of fact, as I understood, it's uh, arrival day it was yesterday. Practice rounds are going on today through the 18th. And then the tournament days is the 19th through the 21st. And that field will be played at Buffalo Ridge. Right. And that'll run through the 21st. And then... Uh, that next day, Ozarks National, uh, they will have practice rounds 22 and 23. And then in the uh, tournament day is going to be the 24th or the 26th. Right. So we've got uh, four big consecutive days of golf between those two huge courses. And, of course, that will be playing uh, without spectators. Uh, the championship-eligible players will be here in the Ozarks, and we have an opportunity not only to hopefully go out there and get some great interview footage, but also some video footage that can go up on the YouTube channel. But we really are excited about the opportunity uh, to have some interviews with the players uh, for the podcast, and that's going to be exciting for us for a big week. So
1: Totally, yeah. We're still kind of in confirmation. In fact, we were speaking with our PGA Tour uh, correspondent, this morning, in fact, through um, you know, with us being a kind of umbrella or arm under the umbrella of the radio station, and everything else, we get these little perks that allow us to to get information and get um, you know behind the ropes, so to speak, on the, on these tournaments. And uh, we're kind of waiting to try and confirm who we're going to get to speak to. But the plan is that hopefully our next episode of the podcast will be. Featuring either one or a couple of different interviews yeah. with golfers uh, talking about their careers, talking about what's going on here, talking how much they love the golf here in our area, what's brought them back again, uh, and we're talking some big names. We're not talking like small
0: small people. I mean, what's what's been better back and forth would be uh, would be Scott Perrell and also Jerry Kelly, and then possibly even Tom Lehman. Yes, uh, would be would be some very huge names for us to talk to, and really just getting some some insight on the tour, their money standings, all of that, and, yeah. and what they love about the ozarks and coming back here to this area they've got stories for days and we've got lots of questions to ask them here on the podcast
1: oh totally you know and i i hope i can ask i'm going to ask this one i'm going to if i get the chance if we get to speak to anybody but i want to kind of get their impression of i mean because golf is one of those sports that is ageless in the sense i mean i know people who play out there and they're like 92 yeah um and I, I really think if you look at golf, is golf really probably one of the only sports played to the level that it is that you can continue to play? Beyond that kind of age capping of, of, of level. Now, a lot of these guys, they can play on the PGA Tour if they wanted to still. They could play for yeah, as long as they want. no doubt. But they're obviously realizing that the younger guys are hitting a lot further than them. So they obviously have the senior tour and, and, and the champions tour and stuff like that. But they flip some of these golfers. Well, Tom Watson, for example, he comes and plays on the senior tour. Then he goes and plays... The big events, uh, you know, the the major tournaments on the PGA. So it's it, it's really interesting. Or they'll play the courses that they know that being a big hitter isn't as big a deal anymore. Yeah. I mean, obviously John Daly is playing on this. John Daly will pop up in events. On the PGA Tour, he's a big hitter still. Whatever he does, so it's not yeah. going to make much difference to him. But um, I, I, I want to kind of get that impression. You know, what what's keeping them playing? What, why? You know, why do they come back? Why do they, why they, is, why
0: did they return yeah. to the game?
1: Why is golf that sport that allows people to play older? And and do you do you see yourself as a senior golfer now? Or do you still see yourself as one that just plays on different tours because you're allowed to? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm interested to see, without insulting them, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm interested to see what their thought processes on that and, and how long they feel that they want to go on playing? Is there going to be yeah. a time or is there a time in a professional golfer's mind where they they all say they're done? I mean, you know, you look at other sports, usually like in soccer and stuff in the UK, when they're starting to hit their 30s, some will go on to 36, 37, but generally they're done at that age, which is like my age, which is kind of crazy to think. Uh, but they've had their career, they are done, their bodies just can't keep up with it. They're getting injuries and that's usually when it starts to happen. In golf, is there that age where they all have in their head do golfers have an age group that they know is when they're done i mean because if you look i mean jack nicholas and and gary player and everything else i mean they still play on what they call the legends tour Mm -hmm. Uh, they still they still play golf so it's like do you just go until you die i mean what what do they hope they're going to die on the course like i'm just intrigued by it and I, i think it's great to you know if you look at people i mean my kids and stuff. i would love one of them to become a professional golfer because you can have a career, if you're good, you can have a career for the majority of your life yeah. and still be playing golf in your 60s, your 70s competitively and make money from it. Um, I think that's a really cool thing. I mean, obviously not so many do because it's such a tough life to, to get to where you've got to be at the top. Uh, it costs a lot of money and it takes a lot of time and, and hard effort. But uh, the, the kind of the winnings are there. The, 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 gold at the, pot, gold, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is there and it's there for a long time. Yeah, as opposed to getting there and you've got two
0: years and you're done. So no, I'm intrigued it, by it. I think it's interesting. The, the long The longevity of the sport is also one of the very appealing things. Yes. A golfer gracefully knows when to bow out. They just they just know when the time is. Yeah, you know, and I and I it may be a situation where a golfer they they don't they stop enjoying the game for for one particular yeah. reason and they yeah. they know what it is and it's it's not something they have to broadcast to the rest of the world. No, for them it's their why. Yes, it's there. Why I'm done playing the game. Yeah, the the walk, the walk has ended, if you will. <sighs> yes. I like so that. I mean, and, and really, I mean, if you if you stay healthy, you can play for a while. Yeah, you really can. Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, it's like we, you know when Tiger was having his surgeries, everybody was really worried because the surgeries that he was having were very crucial points in his body oh. that he needs to have that movement, that rotation, to be able to swing and swing freely and cleanly. Yeah. I mean, you know, shoulders, arms, anything like that, rotator cuffs, the whole deal. That's something that you as a golfer, you, you don't want to have happen to you because how does that impact you? How does that stay with you? I mean, you know, Tommy John in baseball, it's that same kind of thing. You may not recover the way you want and that could bring about an end to your game. Yeah,
1: totally. And, it, and that's interesting. And also as well, I think with these senior tours that are available, the champions and then the legends and everything else, you could almost take a break from the game. Yeah. You can take five years off. You could just go ahead and then gracefully come back whenever you want because the opportunity is there for you. So yep. I think it's a, it's a very interesting thing. And I think to be able to play at the level they're playing at, because, as we said, it becomes a smarter choice. How do you play the game? You don't play it in the same way anymore. You play it differently. You're not going to be smashing everything down the fairway. But you're going to play with more grace maybe more um accuracy more and it's such an interesting thing to see how these these players change their games up and 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 unbelievable and i think as well with the modern day now with the fact that there's a lot more looking into nutrition into health into um physical therapy into stretching into into yoga and all Mm -hmm. these different things that keep you going for longer yeah uh, and, and supplements and all these different things. I think, if anything, I think the PGA Tour and the and the, the professional golf associations out there. It's the perfect platform for anybody that has a product that's going to keep your body going for longer, I think, because you're not going to see a 60-year-old guy on the line for the New York Giants or something. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, if he did, he'd be pretty much flattened straight away. You're just not going to see it. You're not going to see a, a 75-year-old guy on the wing for Manchester United. It's just not going to happen. Or hitting a home run for, um, you know, for, the, for the San Francisco Giants. It's, it's just not going to happen. But... In golf, you do, and they're still playing at such a high level, and it's, it's, I think it's very cool and um, i'm really excited to see who we get to speak to and uh, we'll we'll be confirming that probably on our socials um yeah, before before the episode next monday but uh, it's going to be a good one and either way whoever we get to talk to or whoever we don't get to talk to there's going to be some really good content and some great video hopefully that we're going to shoot while we're up there and stuff this week so yeah I'm, I'm super excited about it josh i think it's gonna be good fun
0: gonna be a lot of fun again look for look for some of that information to come out over the next couple of days a lot of confirmations coming out probably wednesday as mm-hmm. we look to secure some time going out to the golf course, whether we will be uh, recording interviews there or here from the the studio, we're recording the podcast from it again, stay connected again, Alex Webster golf TV on Instagram. And also on the YouTubes. It's real easy to find. Just type that in and you are a game. So, obviously, outside of the Charles Schwab series, we'll have additional golf news that'll be on the Instagram all week long. So, stay connected to that. Really becoming a great source. We've already picked up, I think, three or four new followers over the last couple of days. So, yeah. more people are, are starting to get connected. They're starting to debate. They're starting to talk about the game. Uh, and that's what we want. So, from the T-Box to the Cup, I believe, my friend. Now that is a wrap on episode number three here in season one of the yeah. Gimme Cast. Any parting words from you, my friend?
1: I just think it's great that we're already at episode three. I mean, it's gone so quickly and um, it's moving right along. It's we're getting a lot of a lot of great feedback. We're getting a lot of great connections from this. I'm really excited, and uh, I think episode four is going to smash it out of the water. I mean, as well, also on those YouTube's. Don't forget Andrew, who is our fitness golf fitness coach, Andrew Watson. Yes, Andrew Watson. His his uh, content is well. He is providing free of charge golf fitness um, techniques and exercises and stuff to help improve your game. You don't have to pay him a dime for it. So take advantage of that. Alex Webster Golf TV on YouTube. You will see those videos on there. Take a look at those. Have a look at some of the fun videos. Josh and I are going to be creating some more videos very, very soon. Uh, Coming up soon in the future, the nearest future, the, the podcast is going to start getting filmed as well. So you'll start to see us actually talking with people as well. Sometime in the future anyway, once we get that set up. So keep going. Please go on there. Subscribe. We're on Spotify now. We're on quite a few places. We should be on pretty much all of the Uh, podcast platforms including the big guys very very soon in the next week or so i think so uh, wherever you listen to your podcast you find us but definitely on spotify right now please go on there give us a follow let us know you're following us and and write a comment in let us know what you want us to talk about if you if there's a feature you want us to feature or you want to hear some stuff We all like to respond to our followers on uh, Instagram. So get on there, message us, and uh, we will do our best to get back to you as quickly as we can and uh, be nice. That's the, (laughs) yeah, be nice. We like nice people,
0: but, uh, you know, we want to talk to you guys. Let us know what's going on. Be nice, stay healthy, play well. And from here at the Clubhouse in the T-Box, we will see you continuing on in season one, episode four of the GimmeCast. We'll see you guys. Take care.